0: When the guys asked me what my perfect night would be, I told them the truth. Beer and board games. They thought I was kidding. I was not kidding.
1: and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means that it is episode 134 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Brought to you by the Ball Move Network. I'm your host, Eric Walquist. Joining me this week, as he does every week, is the superhero of our brains. Uh, I'm Jesse Wilson. <laughs> None other than Jesse the Terrible Trouble Wilson. Jesse, how was your week, man? Awful? Awful. I got the flu on Thursday. Oh, no. You got the sick.
2: Yeah. I was coming yep. down with it last time we recorded. Yeah, that was, just,
1: yeah, that was just a grog. Yeah. But now it's full
2: blown. I I got fully sick on Thursday. Uh-huh. Then on Saturday, Tasha got it. Uh-huh. And now, yesterday, Elsa got it.
1: Oh, no. Baby sick. Baby
2: sick. It ah, sucks. Shit. She's been a real trooper about it, but... It's this weird new emotion that I had never felt before, which is um, guilt for bringing a life into a flawed universe.
1: Oh, no. Or at least a cruel universe. Yeah. It was a weird feeling. Well, you know, our bodies are basically just zoos for bacteria, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We're just ecosystems. Yeah. Uh, how was your week? If you want to think about it that way, it's actually kind of cool because it's actually like a battle is waging in your body between the good ecosystem germs and the bad ecosystem germs.
2: Yeah, it is kind of an honor that in it, like basically what a virus is like is it's like a uh, an alien species that like goes to a a planet and then like devours it until the planet develops some sort of resistance that is able to defeat them, so they retreat to another planet and do the same thing there. Yeah. And I I had the honor of uh, hosting the Alien Invaders for
1: five days. And you won. Yeah, thankfully. So congratulations. No Spanish flu this time. You need to buy your white blood cells a beer. <laughs> done and done. Done and done. Uh, I had Pick a- it up at the, the liver. <laughs> the liver bar. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I had a good week. I did my taxes. Uh, mm. What else did we do? We oh, uh, well, we ate sushi. It was a good week. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nothing, nothing spectacular, but it was pretty fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Jesse, what are you drinking? What are you drinking this evening?
2: I'm drinking IPA, free IPA from work. mm mm-hmm. um, Enjoying it.
1: <laughs> Sounds great. Um, I'm drinking. Because I, I forgot to pick up beer this week again, but I knew that you would not allow me to drink wine on the cast anymore. Good. So I'm drinking some High West rye whiskey and orange juice. Nice. You can drink uh, fortified wine. That would be fine. I got some brewing in my toilet right now. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. You got into the old uh, homebrew, huh? Get, in the, get right in the homebrew. You just ch- chop up some apples. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you put some toothpaste in there, and then you have your buddy Frank stir it with his arm for 12 hours, (laughs) uh, and then you give him some cigarettes, and then you have fortified wine.
2: I think if I, if I went to jail for an extended period of
1: time, I would probably (laughs) try to make booze in my cell. (laughs) Yeah. I just remember watching, like, a locked up, and, like, they show, like, some guy's Bro set up, and it was basically a garbage bag under his bed, <laughs> filled with pink <laughs> liquid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whatever gets you through the day, right?
2: Yeah, the crazy thing about that though, is that there's enough, um, because obviously they're not smuggling yeast. Well, I guess you can kind of get anything in prison. I wonder though, if, so there's two options. Either someone's smuggling yeast, Brewer's yeast, or winemaking yeast, into prison. Right. Right. Or they're capturing a a spontaneous fermentation from a wild yeast cell that's floating in the air. I
1: have a feeling there's plenty of wild yeast cells there. (laughs) That's crunchy. A lot of beard yeast. Ugh. Yeah. Yummy. Yummy. Well,
2: uh, (laughs) stay out of trouble, kids.
1: (laughs) Stay out of trouble. And speaking of staying out of trouble... Uh, I need to dedicate this uh, week's episode to a man who helped us all stay out of trouble as children uh, and died 10 years ago today, none other than Mr. Fred Rogers from Mr. Mm. Rogers' Neighborhood. He was the bro in my hood growing up who taught me a few things about life and also taught me that when you come home, you need to change the tennis shoes and a house sweater. Yeah. Change your shoes, buddy. Right. Uh, I also like that, uh, you know, he knew that his puppets didn't measure up to, like, say, Sesame Streets, mm-hmm. so he brought a lot of heart into it. I think there's just a lot of things to admire about Fred Rogers, and uh, this week's episode goes out to him uh, growing things in the garden of his mind in the great big garden in the sky. Mm-hmm. Fred Rogers, this one's for you.
2: Growing wine in the garden of his toilet. <laughs>
1: All right, let's get to some listener feedback. We got a ton of feedback this week. We got a ton of phone calls uh, starting off uh, with a phone call this week uh, from a listener who's never called in before. In fact he's you could call him a mystery listener and uh, and this comes to us from the 713. Here it goes.
3: Hey what's up guys? this is um, Rob Zip from Houston Texas. My uh, buddy from work Levi Reen. Turned me on to your podcast First of all he turned me on to um, The the Walking Dead podcast Watching Dead And he turned me on to you guys When I went on a road trip to Austin For some comic con Action like in November So I've been listening for like
1: Three months
3: but um, There's another podcast that's based out of Houston Called the Whiskey Brothers It's five stand up comedians A couple of them I know and it's hilarious. I went to see one of them tonight, and it was so good. Like, seeing comedy can be so good. And it sucks that when you have to sit in the front row and you totally, are like the heckler in the front row, and they fucking hate that shit. But I didn't care, cause I drank so much. So, and it was like five dollar like cover, and there was like four people that paid. So it was like, and I paid for my friend that, that drove me down there, and it was ridiculous you guys really turned me on to some board game stuff. I've never played Magic in my life, but I bought a little pack with two different sets against each other and it was fun. Me and my friend played. He had played like 10 years and I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but this is your buddy that you never knew existed. My name is Rob with two B's and zip with two P's and I'm down in H-Town, Houston, Texas and Texas has a bad rap for being totally personally arrogant and it's kind of true.
1: <laughs> get, off my, get, get, get off my back, Rob Zip. Get up. Get off my back? Get off my back. That this is a disclaimer to our listeners. If you go longer than 3 minutes, it will cut you off. <laughs> that is Google's policy. It's our drug it's the Google drug dial policy. It's like one of those breathalyzers in your car. <laughs> Rob Zip, so many things in that. Uh, in that, first of all, uh, stand-up comedy is great. Jesse, I agree. You had a you had a you had a turn as a stand-up comic for a while. Uh, yeah, I did. I did a couple open mic nights. Mm-hmm. What was your uh, most memorable experience as a stand-up comedian?
2: Probably my most memorable experience. I did um a a set at the Comedy Underground in Seattle. And I remember being kind of like taken aback on stage because the lights were super bright and I couldn't see anyone. Right. So it, it was like I was just in a room by myself. (laughs) And then when I turned my, told my first joke, hearing like the laughter echo off the wall behind me. So it sounded like it was coming from behind towards me that was weird
1: <laughs> it's a very weird experience and then he did comedy for four hours <laughs> and it seemed like 30 seconds
2: that was like two and a half minutes
1: yeah well you know and then the other thing is uh, more power to you rob in playing magic i think those intro packs they make it pretty easy to get into it like you can spend 15 dollars on an intro pack and you have a playable deck against another intro pack
2: yeah um, it's actually this is pretty fun one of the
1: troubles with magic is balance right like the balance between two decks right that's,
2: it's fun that they that that allows you to uh play each other with balanced
1: decks right so that's that's nice yeah and then you have a, you have a nice little deck together and then you can kind of if you like that deck you can just kind of build off of that single deck mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good to,
2: balance yeah you want to buy a bunch of good cards and destroy your opponent
1: <laughs> yeah which is what magic is all about Yeah, basically. But but more power to you, Rob. Uh, Thanks for calling. I don't know if you were completely sober, but we always appreciate a phone call. Yeah, Uh, speaking
2: of that, um, I guess I do drink (laughs) a lot of beer, but (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't say a lot of beer. But I work at a brewery, so that explains that.
1: Mm -hmm. Question answered. Question answered. All right. uh, This next one uh, comes to us. From uh, our good old buddy and the originator of the phrase, get off my back. None other than Josh from Texas. Uh, Josh, please take it away. I'm Jesse,
3: Eric, what's going on, guys? This is, again, Josh from Texas. I think I'm going to change that up. I'm not sure. I may be the guy that's on your back or something. I don't know. I'm getting irritated with Josh from Texas. I tried to Facebook you guys last week and say, hey, get off my back, but I guess I should have said Josh from Texas because y'all were like, I don't know who this guy is and he doesn't make much sense. But I really was trying to make it quick, and my first question was, you know, do you guys have an iPhone? Eric, you sound like the type that you would have an iPhone. Jesse? You sound like you're still trying to come up. I don't know. But, uh, or you could be one of those guys that, you know, I don't judge people. Those guys that are like, ah, iPhones suck, Apple sucks, and they're just trying to get you into something and brainwash much Whatever the hell. I think it just makes your life easier, honestly. But, but, uh, you know, I'm an up and comer. I'm finally established. I have a family, house. Uh, my PlayStation got broke. Um, I went ahead and got out the Xbox. 360 that we got from my son uh, A Christmas to go and we never even messed with, and I, I Didn't like the fact that I had to get a membership But I got it and then I was Like hey now I can watch Netflix That I paid for already but uh, Basically what I'm saying about Playstation 4 Is you know you gotta have an open Mind man you gotta try it out And see what the benefits are because there are Benefits to the freaking Xbox 360 I love both of them You know if I want to play Halo I gotta go play On the Xbox 360 I don't mind doing that. Um, all right, arrogance. You guys have fun,
1: and, uh, of course, stay arrogant. You stay arrogant, Josh, but you're the get-off-my-back guy. You blew it. You blew it, Josh. You blew it. Josh from Texas. It. Get off my back, man. Get off my back. I think he called me poor. No, he said that you're drinking
2: wine. No, before that, <laughs> he, he said, Jesse, I think you're still coming
1: up. I don't know what that I think that's like a southern term for I
2: think it's a nice southern way of saying someone's poor.
1: No, it's like come up. It's like Macklemore, dude. Like one <laughs> man's trash is another man's come up.
2: Uh maybe. Right? I he don't was, know. What that he was he was dead on accurate with you having an iPhone and me not having one. I guess I sound like an iPhone guy. Yeah, what can I say? Um I have an iPod Touch. Right. So, and I have a cell phone, so I don't really feel the need to get an iPhone. Well, what
1: you need to do is you need to glue them together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then just flip it around. Uh, that would dramatically decrease the value of the iPod Touch and increase the value of the cell phone.
1: <laughs> so you basically break even. Uh, I do want to address the PS4 stuff. Apparently we got a ton of stuff wrong. And Jesse Booker, uh, he's, he's been a fan of the show for a long time. Um, he's actually one of our Hall of Famers because he went back through the catalog. Um, he wanted to set us straight on some p s four stuff and i'm I got a bunch of shit wrong and I apologize for that uh, but the p s four controller, according to Jesse does not have a touch does not have a screen it has a touchpad and a light bar at the top that changes color depending on events in the game, the player number and mood and it works in conjunction with the new p s i okay. Also, you cannot upload games to the Vita and take the, with you anywhere. The PS4 will allow remote play via the PS Vita, which streams games onto the Vita where you can play PS4 games on the handheld via local network. Uh, so I got that shit wrong, and I, and I apologize. But Jesse, thank you so much for writing in uh, and letting us know. Uh, still, I'm still an Xbox guy.
2: Well, here's the thing. I think I think people are mistaking me as just being an Xbox fanboy. Right. I actually don't really like the. Dir- I just don't like the direction that the consoles are going, and I haven't yeah. liked it since. I mean, Connect. Like, right. that was a huge waste of time and resources for really nothing to show for it.
1: And yeah.
2: Now they're getting more into like this, ju- like social stuff, and I guess the mobile play could be cool, but I- I'm, s- I'm s- skeptical that it's going to a uh, skeptical that's yeah. the word mm-hmm. um that it's going to be a seamless transition from a handheld to a playstation I don't know I just
1: yeah I just
2: don't like the way that the consoles are heading in general I think they're getting away from what makes consoles good which is good hardware and good software
1: yeah and you know Josh brings up a good point is that also, with the Xbox, you have to pay for online access, which you don't have to do with the PS.
2: That sucks. Yeah. It does suck. I hate paying that $50 a
1: it's year. Tough. You have to pay $50 a year to unlock all the content in your game, basically. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: That is that is kind of bogus. And it seems I,
1: like they're nickeling and diming you. I mean, it's basically, you have to pay an extra 5 bucks a month for having an Xbox.
2: Yeah. Like, at that um, point... I mean, they say, like, it's built in for the PlayStation, and the the PlayStation network just isn't as good as the Xbox network so mm-hmm. at least you get you know you're getting a better service but at the same time it is a lot of money yeah that's a new game a year
1: i know and it and it always uh hits me because i have it on auto load so uh-huh. like it's always like in august i'm like where did i spend 60 oh f- <laughs> ah, shit yeah i take it. i took it off auto load so like <laughs> once a year i
2: sit down to play uh uh, Halo, and I'm just like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh damn
1: it. Oh. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Jesse Booker. It's
2: stand by offline play. And it sounds like maybe Microsoft is heading the direction where you need a constant internet connection to play your machine. I think that's bogus, too. I'm not saying it's uh, a PlayStation thing at right. all.
1: Right. And, and, so Jesse Booker, he's he's kind of our fact checker. He also <laughs> let us know. He said, you know, as far as Jesse's disdain for offline play, if the rumors about the next Xbox are true, he's going to have a bad time. Currently, the rumors surrounding the next box are that it will have Connect, which will be required to use the console. Lame. Yeah, that's that's really lame. It's heavy, um, heavily multimedia-focused and is meant to replace your cable box. It will have deeply integrated social network abilities. It is always online and does not support used games.
2: The, that is, that's something that where I would say I'm just going to invest in PC gaming.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point... Because why wouldn't you just buy all your games through Steam if you can't buy used games? Because uh, guess what? Games never get down to $10 uh, for Xbox. Like, your bottom-of-the-barrel Xbox game costs you $20 in the store, Uh, whereas Steam, you could pick up a game for $3. Yeah,
2: it's crazy. And I I feel like historically when companies like this try and fight free market enterprise, they lose because... The true fans shy away
1: from it because they realize they're getting rooked and find an alternative. Exactly. And guess what? You're dealing with a lot of smart people. (laughs) Video game guys are smart people. Like, don't try to screw us over. and You're going to lose your whole fan base if you decide to just cater to families. Mm -hmm.
2: Honestly, if if that's the direction that Xbox is heading, I don't need to play Halo that bad. I would rather just invest in a better rig (laughs) and uh, plug that into my TV and plug a a controller into my laptop.
1: Yeah, and you know we just need to get our old uh, Xbox OGs and just network them together <laughs> and play X- and play Halo One, <laughs> Halo Combat Evolved. Here we come. That's true. Uh, one final piece of uh, of excellent uh, excellent German feedback from our good German correspondent Dennis Kleinbeck. He says, "I wish he would have phoned this in, but it's okay. I'll try to read it in his voice." First off, I wanted to address you too. Wow. The heroes of the podcast, you scaled the mountain because you're not afraid of it. You slain the dragon because you are not afraid of it. And you've crossed the fire because it's worth it. That is a line from uh, both Django Chain and Christoph Waltz's Oscar-winning speech. Uh, thank you, Dennis, and thank you, Christoph. We're very happy that you won.
2: Yeah, coincidentally, he's too busy to uh, phone in. Right I know. now.
1: Yeah, it's like he's on a plane or something or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. occupied or with or, you know, doing an interview. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he has a question for uh, for us this week. He says, where do I get tickets for a game of the team at Precious Metal? That, of course, is referring to our dodgeball teams from last week. Precious Metals was your team, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And while it had the best name, looks like. Uh, with a score of, uh, with votes of three to one, uh, I I won the, uh, the best dodgeball, superhero dodgeball team with Gambit, Green Goblin, Plastic Man, The Invisible Woman, and Batman. Jesse, I see here even you voted for my team.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, what kind of narcissistic guy would vote for his own team in a friendly competition?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, uh, I just changed my vote and I won two to one. <laughs> Thank you uh, Jesse you know what that means though It means that you are doing loser karaoke this week This is
2: not a thing Yeah I refuse
1: I put it on the Facebook page
2: Well that does That is not that's <laughs> Legally
1: binding Alright Jesse you know I'm the ham here So I'm going to actually take the bullet for you And do loser karaoke for you
2: That's fine
1: Alright so uh, what, what am I singing
2: uh, I don't know. What's the national anthem of your dodgeball team?
1: Gambit, Green Goblin, Plastic Man, the Invisible Woman. They're led by the Dark Knight. And they win all the games. Because precious metal sucks. My superheroes rock. And everyone else is all the same. Bum, 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 ba. Well there you done. Go. Thank you. I like how
2: Uh, you wrote in some (laughs) denigration of my team into your national anthem.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Better rifles. That would be funny. Imagine
2: if uh, the Star-Spangled Banner had, like, (laughs) trash-talking Canada and Mexico in it.
1: Or just trash-talking England. That was all it was. (laughs) You Brits, you suck. You lost to us. We're a militia and you have an army. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, so uh, Jason Gordillo sent us in his team It's Flash, Quicksilver, Spider-Man, Bullseye, and Daredevil He basically went the speed route I was thinking about putting Bullseye on my team But I figured Gambit He's like Bullseye but he can charge up stuff um, And of course our good friend Roger Dotsy says I love that even Jesse voted for Eric's team Major holes tactically Jesse But sheer creativity Almost got my vote anyways I thought um, Fun
2: Factor might win it
1: over Yeah Fun Factor That's the new show with, uh, with Joe Rogan Uh, Chris Mansfield, who posed the question, said, One question, though. Why the hell did no one pick Jean Grey? She could be a one-person team, just put up a force field, and mind F the other team into throwing balls at each other. Game over, homie dog. LOL, thanks, guys. Thank you, Chris. That was a great topic, and also, major bonehead move from us for not picking Jean Grey. Yeah,
2: a little overpowered. You could also just, like, roll out Professor X. Yeah. (laughs) And have him... mind lock everyone <laughs> that'd
1: be awesome <laughs> all right jesse are you ready to uh to do a little tiny man roll off yes all right i got my 20 sided die here we're just gonna roll see who, who goes first on the podcast and here we are
2: I rolled a 15
1: i rolled a 19 baby wow critical
2: threat depending on what type of weapon you're using
1: depending um so for my third topic or my third my first topic this <laughs> week wow uh this has to do with a an interesting um, AMA that popped up on Reddit this week. It was, uh, I am Andras Forgax, uh, CEO of Modern Meadow, company at the forefront of 3D-printed meat and leather. Um <laughs> This guy gave a talk at the uh, at Google Solve for X conference, and apparently he thinks that 3D printing of meat is the future of food. Uh, right now, they're only focusing on 3D printing leather. But, Jesse, I wanted to pose this to you. Would, would you eat manufactured meat that wasn't from a cow? How does it work? Like, is it?
2: Is it, like, just protein, like, general protein? And, like, where does that come from? Because, like, the, the ingredients have to come from somewhere.
1: All right. So, step one is you source cells by taking punch biopsies of donor animals. So, these are these are from an actual animal. Uh-huh. Um, so, you got livestock. Or, or are you just,
2: like, cloning it in a farm or something?
1: Right. And then you basically proliferate the millions of extracted cells into billions and billions in a bioreactor or growth apparatus. Step three, put the cell aggregates together on layers and allow them to fuse together in a process called bioassembly. This is basically what they're calling bioprinting. I know it Um, well. Yep. And then after several weeks, bing, bing, boom, you take it too long, and you got meat or leather.
2: Oh, so that's what the printing is. Right. I thought this was like a 3D printer that, you know, you can like, print computer parts or right. like pipes and stuff with yeah
1: okay so yeah i would eat this the cool thing about this is that the donor animal can be any kind of animal so you could i'm a, I'm a big fan of eating exotic meats <laughs> so like i've never eaten lion just get some donor lion and then you could have lion steaks in safeway how do the cells grow though how did they proliferate uh, Centrifuge the prod- uh Let's see here. Proliferate the millions of extracted cells into billions and billions in a bioreactor or other growth, a- growth apparatus. You just have a bioreactor. I don't know what, what that is. What is a
2: bioreactor?
1: I don't know. Uh, is any of this real? <laughs> centrifuge the products to eliminate the growth medium from the cells and then lump cells together to create aggregated spheres of cells.
2: Mm-hmm. So you
1: basically. Uh, Put in a bioreactor, you get a uh, primordial soup, centrifuge out the meaty bits, and then they start growing on top of each other. Yummy. Yummy, delicious.
2: I Uh wonder what you have to input into the bioreactor to make the cells grow.
1: (laughs) So you're wondering what
2: the yeast is?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: obviously, you can't just put, like... a. The source material in there, and it's going to grow itself. Right. Stuff has to go in, right? So, what are they putting in there? I don't. know. I wonder know. if it like comes from soy or something.
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a couple of things that are really interesting to this. Uh, first of all, like I said, you could eat exotic meats. So, and 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 of course, it 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 um it totally alleviates you know, having to kill these animals. So you could have, like, the uh, the Endangered Species Cafe mm-hmm. where you could have, you know, your uh, well, your white rhino steak. Oh, that's
2: a great idea, and a portion of the proceeds can go to uh, protecting the wildlife that you're eating. Yeah,
1: or, like, you could just have, like... I don't know if... <laughs> this is kind of a weird phenomenon, but if you go east of the mountains, so you go to the flyover states, anywhere you... Like, any gas station you go in, they have, like crazy jerky in there. <laughs> have you noticed this? Like, if, you, if so, you go to East of the Mountains, it's like, it's not only elk, it's like uh-huh. skunk jerky. What? I don't know. It's weird stuff. Weird.
2: Huh. Um, so, you could have... Well, great- this is what happens when you don't have smoked salmon. Exactly.
1: You just start jerking rogue kill. But, think about it. Like, if you could do this and you could... Uh, you know recreate any meat from the sea then you could basically return seas to their natural ecosystems i mean sure they're still polluted but uh (laughs) but like you could actually have like you know the predator prey relationship there
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and if you think about if you like stopped salmon fishing for a decade how much more salmon you would have oh there would be tons yeah Um, Yeah, Uh, I'm down
2: with it. I think we step take a step further after we clone the first dinosaur.
1: Yeah, then we have Dino Burgers. (laughs) Dino Burgers. That's awesome. (laughs) T Rex steak. I like to eat animals that are more powerful than I am. I always feel uneasy about if you've
2: eaten a McRib, you've basically already eaten something (laughs) that's been grown in a bioreactor. Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, I I always feel weird about eating uh, animals that I could that I could kill myself with my bare hands. Uh huh. So like a rabbit or a chicken. I th- I think it's kind of weird that we eat birds in general. Uh but like a bison, then then I feel powerful eating that. I could feel the power of the bison running through my bi- running through my veins when I go east of the mountains and eat some mm. bison jerky. That's a good point. You are yeah. what you eat. Exactly. Why be a wimpy bird? Why be a wimpy bird when you could be a strong bird? Give me some uh <laughs> or a strong Bison. yeah, or give me some Velociraptor. <laughs> um, the other part of this is that uh, so you can have you can grow this food off of any animal, but you can also grow exotic animals, typically killed for their skin. So not mm-hmm. only is this a big boost to the culinary world, but it's also a big boost to the fashion world. All of a sudden, snow leopard is back in. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> it was never out, Eric. <laughs> You can just imagine you can get like a uh, like a like an authentic snow leopard uh, jacket at H H&M for mm. and M for forty nine dollars. And yeah, that's
2: that that'd be really weird. I I wonder uh, how people would feel about that. Well,
1: this is the and I think this is the elephant in the room here. If you could, ah, girl, you could uh, eat one of those too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is the elephant in the room, and Jesse. This is a hypothetical question, so <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but tech, but hypothetically, you could grow human meat with this. And, and yeah. no one, and no one gets hurt.
2: Well, they say when you, once you eat, uh, human meat, you can't stop, you get the hunger. Right, just like a tiger. Maybe we could use this to rehabilitate, uh, current cannibals. Mm hmm. It'd be like methadone. Exactly. It's methadone for cannibals. <laughs> Great band. <laughs>
1: I love their experimental album.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, well, basically everything they do is experimental.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Of course that's ridiculous. But uh, this is pretty interesting, and this could be the future of meat. Imagine if you had a uh, three one of these printers in your house, and then you could, like, get your starter kit, and you could grow any meat that you wanted in your own home. <laughs> It'd be, like, home brewing. Exactly. It's home meeting. <laughs> and then people would be making, like, crazy hybrid meat. <laughs> Yeah. This
2: is the best. This is awesome. Yeah. This is like the most significant advancement to animal husbandry in the last
1: <laughs> six thousand years. Exactly. It basically takes us away from this agricultural agricultural culture, which was grown in you know the cradle of civilization, into uh-huh. a completely scientific, uh, home baked culture.
2: So uh, I'm looking crazy. at a. Uh... I'm looking at a schematic of one of these right now. Uh huh. Doesn't look all that complicated. It's basically like a stainless steel drum. Mm-hmm. You have an air inlet on a hose that runs down to the bottom of it and then aerates upwards. Yeah. And then there's some sort of vent on the bottom of it. And then, uh, you have the reactor tank itself, a thermal jacket for heat. A couple of probes just to uh, monitor uh, temperature, I guess. Yep. And then a feeding pump, you know, inputting whatever your stuff is. And then uh, there's like a paddle called an agitation system that just like stir, continually stirs it. You could totally have one of these in your house.
1: Well, the crazy thing, like, and this is now. This is like the first thing. So I could build one of these. Imagine, you know, your first com- the first computer or the first television. These things weighed like seven thousand pounds. <laughs> but so imagine this machine. In twenty years, you just have it in your house, uh-huh. and you have, you know, bison, elephant, uh, rhino, and killer whale, and then you just hit the button, and then in twenty minutes, you get that you get a steak. I don't think it'd be 20 minutes. Well, this is the accelerated. This is, this is 20 years. Mm, uh, yeah. I think you'd have to have it
2: actively for many. I think it- I could make one of these out of a keg. <laughs> Just,
1: <laughs> I don't want to see your experiments, man. <laughs> but anyway, I thought this was pretty interesting. And apparently this tissue engineer leather, they're starting off with leather and then they'll go to meat. Cause you don't need to have uh, FDA approved leather. Uh, That'll be mass-produced by two thousand seventeen.
2: Why so late? Come on, guys! I know it's the nineties for crying out loud. That's what I'm saying. Chip, so, chop, chip.
1: Anyway, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd eat it, science man. Let's. Yeah, I'd eat it. Uh, Jesse, what's your first topic?
2: Uh, well, this is going to be, I guess, a, kind of a science-heavy podcast. This cool. week, which is fine. Yeah, I like that. But um, there is a multimillionaire former rocket researcher by the name of Dennis Tito, mm-hmm. and he's planning to uh, finance a flyby mission to Mars by 2018.
1: So we got we got man-made leather and we got Mars.
2: Yeah, you could upholster this thing with the man-made leather,
1: right? For a cozier ride. Yeah.
2: But, uh, basically.
1: Um, oh, God, the leather package on your car is going to go down by a ton.
2: Oh, yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. You know, there's going to be like the purists, though, that only want
1: the real yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. Totally. They'll be the hipsters.
2: They're, yeah. They're suckers. Yep. Um, anyway. So this guy, uh, he is a space tourist himself. In, I think it was 2001, he paid $20 million to, uh, go into space. Right. And he went to the International Space Station, I think. Uh huh. So he basically paid his way to become part of a crew that was going to the International Space Station. And he's a big proponent of uh, space tourism. So this would be a private company trying to uh, do a flyby of Mars. And they're looking for, um, they're looking for passengers right now. Two passengers, a middle-aged married couple, handy with tools, and not prone
1: to claustrophobia. Sounds like everywhere in Port Townsend.
2: <laughs> no. They're all... Everyone here is 82.
1: Yeah. No, except for me. They're middle-aged.
2: There are some middle-aged people
1: here. Right. Um.
2: Anyway, do you think you have what it takes, Eric?
1: Well, actually, uh, my You're wife... You're married. Yeah, my, my, my wife actually was talking about this at dinner tonight. Uh... Apparently they had a they had a wedding psychologist on there, and she was saying that because they they talked about this on NPR. Mm. Marriage. Oh, she's a marriage. Sorry, Lydia's uh, correcting me. She's a marriage psych. By the way, Lydia's been listening to this whole podcast, uh, but she listens to it again because she wants to hear what you're saying. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's a marriage psychologist. She might have been married. We don't know, but. Uh, but she was saying that, that, like, a newlywed couple would not be good because, you know, you're in your lovey-dovey phase. You need mm-hmm. a couple that has become more friends. And the sad <laughs> part about that is that this is a marriage psychologist. She was saying that, uh, yeah, basically everyone just becomes friends after a while. Yeah, more friends than lovers. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, I wonder if they want middle-aged people because
1: you got your freakouts out of the way. By then, oh yeah, that's the thing. Like you, you're pretty much your person at right. that point. You're not you're you're, in, you're on the fast track to to never changing ever again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I do like those people that are like frozen into the decade of their peak.
1: Oh yeah, they're
2: like still dressing like it's the eighties, like every old person.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it'd be weird. It would be weird if you saw some dude, some like ninety year old dude walking around in skinny jeans. And I don't know whatever Justin yeah. Bieber's wearing this week.
2: You just gotta, you just gotta hope you get frozen into a classy yeah. decade.
1: Yeah, you gotta get. <laughs> yeah, I know. Frozen into the eighties is pretty, pretty rough. That's rough. Yeah,
2: nineties, not great.
1: Seventies, I don't know. Yeah, nineties are all of those uh, guys you see walking around with goatees. What generation are we gonna get frozen into? Oh, uh, probably like the twenty. I'm guessing 2030s. I think once yeah. you hit your midlife crisis, that's where that's the area you get frozen into, <laughs> because that's when you buy your car, and then that's when you that's the last time you spend any substantial amount of money on clothing
2: of your wardrobe. Right. yeah.
1: and then uh, and then it's just frozen in time, which will be interesting because if you look at it, you know I always say that there's like a 70 year cycle happening, so I think that. Or, like, a 60-year cycle. I think that we're coming into, like, a new 50s. Yeah. That'll be, like, our next thing coming up. And, like, the 2020s will be the next 50s. Which means that the 2030s will be the next 60s. And I really like that idea. I'm going to be a flower child when I'm old. Mm, I'd rather get frozen into the 50s. All right.
2: Yeah, it's I like. I like it. Classic Americana.
1: Definitely classier from a... Uh, from a wardrobe perspective, but the sixties were cooler just from a quirky perspective. And if you got to be a classy old man or a quirky old man,
2: eh, it's a toss up. I don't think there's any chance that I'm going to avoid being a quirky old man
1: (laughs) regardless. So what's happening with this
2: married people at Mars? Uh, Well, hopefully they're going to be sending them out there by 2018. Uh, Okay. Is it? So how long is the journey? It's an 18-month trip.
1: Yeah, that's round trip, right? Right. So one way.
2: 818
1: million miles. Oh, man. I hope that you get frequent flyer miles. oh. <laughs> I mean, at some point, right, it's just going to be airlines. It'll be like 2001 when Pan Am has their uh, has their space shuttle. Right. How'd that pan out? Oh, God. Pan Am out. Uh. So, Jesse, would you do it? Uh, would you do the eighteen month journey?
2: Uh, I don't think I could handle it. I don't think
1: I'm cut out for it. I don't think I'm cut out for it either, man. I go loco. I don't. I would too. Think about it. Like what? What? What was eighteen months ago? Like that was 2011. Like summer of 2011. <laughs> think about all the things that have happened since the summer of 2011 tell me about it yeah it's been a busy year for me i know it's been a busy year for me too not not quite as busy but uh <laughs> yeah i mean that's just that's crazy like 2011 I uh, it's,
2: it's well actually you know now that you think now that i think about it it's been such a such a
1: crazy year maybe
2: 18 months of uh
1: <laughs> capsule living would be good for me all i'm saying a lot of board games uh huh. A lot of board games, a lot of magic cards. You don't I think it...
2: saw a Rocket Man
1: exactly, <laughs> starring a Harlan Williams, Harlan and he Williams. had a good time. He did have a great time. He went crazy. He painted the Sistine Chapel on the ceiling of the space shuttle using nothing but food. food. Yeah. Um, well, well, before he...
2: this deteriorates into a Rocket Man fan cast. <laughs> Why didn't he die on the way back? Uh, they talked about that at some point. Did they eat the monkey? <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: know.
2: I think like he's—they still had enough food, and it was just like anchovy paste only. Like I said, let's not let this deteriorate
1: into a <laughs> yeah. That's that's <laughs> gonna be the, that's gonna be a new podcast coming to the Bald Move Network, Rocket <laughs> Man Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> So, what's your takeaway from this week's viewing? You know, I
2: noticed a lot of subtle things this week that I hadn't noticed before. <laughs> it's the type of thing you don't really
1: notice. Until, like, the 30th or 40th. 30th or 40th, yeah. 40th, yeah. Oh, um, those are good viewings. And then and then every episode, it's just a memory recital. <laughs> uh, anything else on the Mars, guys?
2: Uh, No, it's all pretty tentative for yeah. now, but it's exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, and... and You know, I'm a big NASA fan. I think that NASA is an amazing thing. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. I think that NASA should become a part of the Air Force. It's my personal opinion. Because if that happens, then all of a sudden you have unlimited funding. But I don't think that's going to happen. And private space travel seems like people are picking up the ball and running with it. So let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. I do want to read this
2: advertisement real quick. Okay. Uh, why scientists are urging men across the country to build muscle. <laughs> Weird. Followed by how new iPads are selling for under $40. What? New technology lets you learn a language in as little as 10 days. I'm starting to suspect these aren't totally legit.
1: Are these on Facebook or on your Gmail? These are on the Washington Post website. Oh, even though, excellent. Okay. Uh, well, before we go down that road, uh, don't worry. We'll be clicking those links later in the show. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia this week. I got World Domination back out. This was given to us by Brad Oman. It is our continental uh, delight. Uh, each category is its own continent. We have America's Asia, Africa, Europe, um, uh, the Americas, Aust- oh, sorry. Australia, Asia, Africa, Europe, the Americas, and general knowledge. Apparently, uh, Antarctica gets the big snub here, but every question is answered by rolled Admanson in that case. Uh, so I'm going to roll a six-sided die here, and we're going to see which continent we're doing this week. Uh, we are doing number three, which is Africa. Jesse, are you ready?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Please play along at home. Jesse, this question is for you. Which country did Northern Rhodesia become in 1964?
2: Oh, geez. I have no idea. The
1: Democratic Republic of Congo. That's a good guess. Uh, I'm going to go with Mozambique. Zambia. Good old Zambia. All right, Jesse. How could you forget? How could you forget Zambia? Yeah, it starts with a z.
2: Good
1: good country. Good country. Uh Jesse, this question's for me. What geographical features are the Namib of the Great Er? What geographical features are the Namib and the Great Karoo? I'm going to say that they're rivers. Um deserts. They're deserts, Jesse, you got it. Woohoo! The Great Karoo. Uh Rod Karoo. Uh Jesse, this question's for you. Which valley contains most of the Great Lakes of Eastern Africa?
2: Uh, the Great Lakes of Eastern Africa in a valley. I guess I'll go with the Nile River Valley. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Rift
1: Valley. The Rift Valley. Oh, uh, double steal! All right, Jesse. This question for me. If I get it, I win. If not, we go to a geography general knowledge tiebreaker. Jesse, what is the largest island off the coast of Africa? This question is for me. Uh, And I'm going to say it's Madagascar.
2: Um, Well, in a way, Eurasia is just one big island. Mm -hmm. So I'll say that.
1: Madagascar is the answer. Actually, Eurasia is part of Africa because they were connected until they made the Suez Canal.
2: Yeah, Suez Canal uh, negated that.
1: Yep. (laughs) All right, Jesse, this is our, oh, I won. I was going to do a geography tiebreaker, but then I realized I won. No need. You win everything. I won everything this week. Uh, So my second topic is going to come to us from our Connect the Dotsy for this week. Uh, So I'm going to play a little uh, phone clip from Roger, and uh, it's going to lead us right into my second topic. Here's Roger. Hey, guys,
0: it's Roger Dotsy. I was just calling to weigh in since, you were disappointed that I didn't weigh in on anything last week. Um, first of all, I'll comment on entourages. I think Jesse had a better entourage. And then the dodgeball team, I think Eric had a better dodgeball team. Uh, either way, both of those were great segments, great ideas by the listeners. Uh, hopefully, I have another scenario that you all can decide and take part of. Um, I was thinking... What franchise, of any franchise out there, would you create a Mortal Kombat-style fighting game out of? And if, once you decide, you have to tell me who your go-to character would be. I thought that would be fun. Anyway, if you like it, talk about it. If not, uh, I still think it's pretty cool. So, anyway,
1: you guys
2: <laughs> take care. See ya.
1: Get off my back, Roger. Get off my back. Uh I I think that's a very cool topic. I'm very excited I, about talking.
2: I about still it. think it's pretty
1: cool. I think it's pretty cool. Uh we're not we're not going to talk about it. But, <laughs> uh so I you know this I think this all is spurred from a game that I almost picked up. It's a uh, DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's Kombat. what
2: he means by franchise. Yeah. I, I was confused at first. At first I thought sports <laughs> and then I was like I don't know, Subway? Like, Jared could be my main guy? You
1: could do... Well, Jared, that's actually... Subway is good because, you know, they have O.C. Eumanyora, and they have... That's true, RG3. Nastia Lucan, and Jared. So, (laughs) I like that idea.
2: Jared has to fight
1: all the athletes. Yeah, he's got to fight Michael Strahan. Michael strahan (laughs) has got, like, the gap tooth tongue punch. (laughs) It's like Alien. Yeah. Uh, Oh god, I love it. I just love the idea of like Jared pulling out like a six foot sub and slapping somebody with it. Sub slap.
2: He like take he grabs his fat pants and like throws them over (laughs) your head and you're temporarily blinded.
1: I also just love the idea. He just power walks around the screen, (laughs) shedding pounds. By the second, he slaps you with all the pounds that have fallen off of his
2: body. <laughs> one pound, one pound, one pound. Ah, too much damage.
1: He oh. <laughs> just paralocks around. Yeah, he starts every he starts every uh, game at like three hundred pounds. And yeah, then, y- and then progressively gets smaller. You reach a point smaller. though where that stops. The, right, the pounds stop shedding. Right, I like this idea. This is me, <laughs> like in the kids' meals at Subway. <laughs> I was also thinking, you know, you could go McDonald's and, like, have, you know, a Hamburglar and Grimace. Oh, yeah.
2: There's a rich a, a rich
1: selection of characters there. Yeah, Grimace, man. Grimace. Mm-hmm. And then I think Burger King also had their own characters for a while, if I'm not mistaken. There was a Burger
2: King Kids Club. Yeah. That had, like, uh, wheels. That's the only one I remember. He was the kid in the wheelchair. Oh, see, I think they had
1: actual characters. Oh really? Or I might I think I might be getting this mixed up with McDonald's cuz I just remember as a kid before they had like the giant play place you know that looked like the discovery zone mini uh-huh. uh they had like all of the I think this was McDonald's cuz all of the all of the playground toys were based off of McDonald's characters
2: mm-hmm. and there was
1: like a like a b- burger guy that you would climb up in I don't know why that was fun oh. mayor mccheese yeah mayor mccheese yeah and then you like climb up inside of him and then it was like like a mini space needle and then he had like the grimace (laughs) thing on the spring Uh, do you
2: think kids i don't know i guess i'll find out but do kids have any chance of enjoying this anymore of of enjoying what The just like climbing up into mayor mccheese's head and that being awesome no. For, I mean, when you have Angry Birds at all times. Right.
1: Well, I would climb up in there and play Angry Birds. <laughs> I still think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's a pretty cool thing. I I, I it's a uh, I have very fond memories of those. They were very well designed to like mm-hmm. introduce you to these characters. I always liked Grimace. He was always my favorite character because he's basically the telly of uh of the of the uh McDonald's guys. That's true, you know. Uh,
2: so, what were you going to say about which franchise? Eric? Okay,
1: franchise. Uh, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and uh, I'm I'm going to go with. I was listening to an interview with Mark Hamill earlier today, and he was talking about how he was amazed how Howard Schultz could sit in his own house and make a fortune just hanging out with like his dog and his kids and his family uh, by drawing the peanut the the comic strip Peanuts. -hmm. I'm gonna go with peanuts, man. Mortal Kombat peanuts. Mortal Kombat peanuts. You got a you got a wide character berth there. Um, You could have a lot of special attacks. You could have the the pigpen tornado. You could have the Linus uh, blanket slap, blanket (laughs) snap. Um, Lucy would just straight up punch people. I'm not sure what Charlie Brown would do. um, But then you could have. Maybe he would like have like a tag team with Snoopy, and then Snoopy would fly in on the Red Baron Doghouse, mm-hmm. and then, like uh, take people out. Just a lot of stuff. I mean, you have Schroeder; he could throw his piano at people, or he could hit them with sonic waves. Um, but uh, if I were to play this game, I would have to play as Linus because Linus is my favorite Peanuts character. I played him in the fifth grade production of Your Good Man Charlie Brown at Brownsville Elementary <laughs> School, and. I love the idea of the blanket snap attack.
2: Mm. I like Schroeder. I'm a big Schroeder fan.
1: Yeah. Schroeder's good. He's a ladies man. That's true. Yeah. Unwilling though. I think he might be gay. Well, he's unwilling. He's focused on his craft. Uh huh. Uh, he's also, you know, it's the whole thing of like, you know, chick-stick musicians, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: who, so you'd play Schroeder?
2: Yeah. Or, um, I don't know. Woodstock.
1: Oh, dude, Woodstock would be awesome. He's really. a speed character, Sneak not attack. a lot of
2: not a lot of power, but he,
1: yeah. he's finesse. Yeah, total finesse.
2: Real annoying to play against if the guy's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think this could be really fun, and then you have nice, you know, colorful backgrounds. Oh, also, Linus needs to be able to summon the Great Pumpkin to roll <laughs> through.
2: It never happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jesse, do you have any franchise that you could think of that would be fun?
2: Um, what about the late '90s NBC must-see TV comedy? Lineup? I love it. Yes, you got your friends. Friends. Friends versus Seinfeld. It's like Marvel versus Capcom, exactly. Um, you know, I, I I'm, I'm a Ross guy. Yep. It's slow lumbering attacks, a lot of power. <laughs> um, he would
1: be able to, like pull out a. a- Dinosaur bone from an archaeology exhibit. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exhibit. Monica's good, because if you know the code, you can swap switch between Fat Monica and Skinny oh, Monica. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so it's kind of a duality She's there. She's got the kitchen utensil attack. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Chandler becomes Fat Chandler. Right. The more you play him, <laughs> him because
1: that just happened. So there's that. So you got to get him before that happens. you got to win before it happens. <laughs> uh, what, what would Phoebe's attack be?
2: Uh, well, she'll... She'll get you with the, the smelly cat attack.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> smelly cat attack. Uh, and, uh, also, yeah. she could also... New
2: feature on the uh, PlayStation 4 is smell-o-vision.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, don't walk. Pretty that. gross. Uh, and then what do we got for the Seinfeld characters? I mean, Elaine's got the push. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Elaine push. She got the Kramer slide-in. Yeah, the slide like uh, is real good. Busting yeah. down doors. Right. You got the uh you got the Soup Nazi uh finger wag. Yeah. Or no, yeah. that was the finger wag guy. Who's the finger wag guy? I don't know. I just like the idea of the Soup Nazi coming in with giant uh boiling 5-gallon buckets of soup and throwing them around.
2: Mhm. This is good. And you got you got Newman and his uh pet dinosaur that spits tar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I might be getting
1: confused here. <laughs> might be a little confused. Yeah, I love this. Uh, you know, if you want to take it all the way back, though, you could do the TGIF uh, troop as well. And oh, then you've got yeah. everything from full house to... Ooh, step by step. Step by step. Uh, day uh-huh. by day. A family matters. Family matters. Boy meets world.
2: Yeah, I think this is a better idea, actually. This, the <laughs> the TGIF fight club. Yeah. Thank God they it's got fight club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, who would you take? Oh, Family Matters. Did you already say Family Matters? Yeah,
2: I would have to take... What was that guy's name? Was it Carl? Yeah,
1: Carl. Yeah, I mean, he's got a gun. He's a cop. <laughs> yeah. He's a Chicago police officer. That guy puts up with some shit. That's the we thing can get Urkel, though. That's the thing that never... Yeah, Urkel would be good. And then Urkel's got the morph into Stefano. Oh, Cal. yeah, totally. But
2: the thing is... <laughs> You can Hulk. play as uh, oh, the, the baby
1: from uh, <laughs> Full House, and you actually get two. You get the Ulsta right, twins. twins. Michelle. Uh-huh. Michelle Tanner. Yeah, I, uh, I think that the crazy thing is, like, if you play as the daughter from Family Matters, halfway through the match, you just disappear. <laughs> 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 you got to get her before she disappears. That's yeah. the thing about they never address on Family Matters is that, like, Carl probably puts up with – Tons of shit all the time, like, every oh, day. Yeah. He's a police officer in Chicago. Like, I want to see a cop show that's a, uh, like, a sister program of Family Matters. It's just him on the streets every day.
2: <gasps> that's such a good idea. Yeah.
1: Carl's that's Street. That's such a good idea. <laughs> it's just, like, and it would and it would correlate with the events of Family Matters, but it's just him, like, during his day job.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> And it's, it's like on HBO. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's super dark. Super <laughs> dark. And then he like comes home and like Steve Urkel's there. <laughs> now you know why he doesn't have any patience for Steve.
2: No, Steve Urkel is actually just a figment of his imagination. Oh, God. He has a
1: fractured brain because
2: of all the stuff right. he
1: puts up with. It's schizophrenic. And the family knows it. The family knows it. Like, you know, Steve's trying to hit on his daughter. He's just, he's mm-hmm. just he's, he's prodding at everything that makes Carl angry. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's just a manifestation of negativity built up over 20 years of service. Yeah. But I love
1: it. But I got its fight club. Thank God it's fight club. If if I'm playing Thank God it's fight club, I'm going with the uh with the dinosaur's dad. He's got the tail was attack. Was that on?
2: Was that on TGIF? I
1: believe it was, sir. Huh? I believe it Yeah, that's was.
2: A, that's pretty solid.
1: Yeah. Um, He's
2: weak against all babies though I think I could take you down with Michelle With
1: with Michelle Tanner (laughs) (laughs) Oh god so much fun Alright Jesse what's your second topic
2: Oh yeah you threw me off there uh, With such a great topic Um, Yeah thanks Roger I got a couple from the WTF file Excellent How's this for a WTF headline as Dennis Rodman visits North As Dennis Rodman visits, North Korea pledges bitter hatred for the US. What? Dennis Rodman's in NK? So Dennis uh Rodman is in the DPRK. Oh yeah. And doing what he's calling apparently is an ongoing thing of his that he calls basketball diplomacy. Uh-huh. Super creative name. Yeah and um apparently it's just agitating the north korean government more and they're uh leveraging more threats against the united states
1: including death by merciless strikes so is uh is dennis rodman actually playing basketball or is he I just there i kind of doubt it yeah i don't know they weren't super clear but who okayed
2: this <laughs> isn't this why we have a state department to be like no no you don't get to go to diplomatically sensitive areas dennis
1: i'm pretty sure that to get into north i I watched the vice.com yeah it's um,
2: incredibly difficult you have
1: to like go to china and then you have to like bribe a consulate and then like fly in in the dead of night like that's uh that's weird man it's very weird i don't know
2: why he's doing this well, he's Dennis Rodman. No one takes him seriously in the United States. Exactly. He's trying to get some cred. This is not a good way to do he's trying it. Trying to get some worldwide cred. Destroying uh, diplomatic barriers. Yeah.
1: He's just and rebelling. by barriers, I mean ties. This is the whole thing with uh, Dennis Rodman. Is like, I have an inherent hate for him because of the 96 Sonics. He's on the bulls at that time. NBA champion Dennis Rodman. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I I think Dennis needs to stay out of everything, and I think Hillary Clinton needs to have a stern talk with him.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just weird. I don't uh, I don't know why this is happening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why this
2: is happening. It's (laughs) it's it's tax season. Yeah, and I both pay plenty to Uncle Sam (laughs) every year. I think one of the things should be keep him out of North Korea. (laughs) Can we at least keep Dennis Rodman out of North Korea? <laughs> Come on. What am I paying you for? Yeah. So that's uh that's one case in the WTF okay. file. The next one is uh Whoa, mutant tadpoles sprout eyeballs on their tails. Great. And I'm uh putting this under the most misleading science headline I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Good. What-, <laughs> what happened is uh researchers took tadpoles and put eyeballs on their tails.
1: Oh, okay. And then
2: removed their normal eyeballs. Okay. And uh the tadpoles with the implanted eyeballs on their tails could see. How did they know? Because uh they put them in like some sort of environment that had a blue light and a red light. Uh huh. And the when they went into the red light area something bad happened. And then uh <laughs> so they would all end up just being in the blue light area. And the only way they could know they were in the blue light area, I guess, is because of the light.
1: Or because they could feel that something bad was happening to them in one area. Yeah, I'm not sure another exactly how was it works, to them I in gotta, another area. I got to trust the scientists on this one. All right.
2: But the the reason they're doing it is to uh, do studies on right. ocular implants for humans down the road. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's they kind want, of exciting. It's every mom's fantasy to have eyes in the back of her head. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So there's that, too.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's just like kind of normal science. And there's some there's some creepy pictures here of eyeballs on tadpole tails. I don't want to see that. But uh the headline again is mutant tadpole sprout eyeballs on their tails. Yeah,
1: sprout is the sprout is the misleading verb there.
2: And mutant, they didn't mutate at
1: all. Yeah, that's <laughs> where where is this from? Uh Livescience.com. Livescience.com. Brought mm-hmm. to you by There's the There's some te- more
2: ads here. Men are finding an unlikely testosterone booster with this one trick. Uh huh. <laughs> Gotta click on that. Hello. Uh Electricity conspiracy, in quotes, exposed One Weird Trick to Slash Power Bill, which, watch now before it's banned, and that has a picture of a sad Obama face.
1: Oh. When did... uh, (laughs) When did uh, the One Weird Trick thing start working? Because, like, that's all the ads you see online anymore, One Weird Trick.
2: Yeah. One crazy, strange thing a ninth grader discovered. (laughs) That was... (laughs) That will slash your electricity bill in half. Exactly. It's called unplugging the power
1: cords. <laughs> it's called being mad at your parents and unplugging every appliance <laughs> in the house. <laughs> uh, anything else from the WTF files?
2: No, that's it. Closing the WTF file this week.
1: Shung, uh, All right. Well, uh That's those are all of our topics this week. I do want to run through. Uh, We got uh, plenty of feedback on our Facebook page today. Said uh, we're recording the light tonight. Any last minute feedback or topics you'd like to hear about. We post this every Wednesday. We love it when you feed us back on our Facebook page uh, on our on the on the personal arrogance Facebook page. Ollie James from England says thoughts on season four of community so far. If you've seen any I've seen a couple of them. I don't think they're as good as in the past. I think that uh, losing Dan Harmon was was a big blow, and I think they're kind of just coasting the syndication. That said, I love Community, so um, if if that's what we have to do to get uh, Community on Channel Eleven at seven o'clock on uh, weeknights, then so be it. Uh, do you have any Do you have any comments? I I haven't watched it. All right. Well, Josh Perigo said, "My wife and I had dinner out with the baby at a local brewery." I had the best organic cheeseburger with bacon and fried egg on top, sweet potato fries, and a killer 6.8 IPA. I told her that may be my favorite meal. Then we discussed our perfect food today. What would be your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner, including beverages? What would be your perfect food day? I actually thought about this. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be
2: biscuits and gravy to begin uh, with, a glass of whole milk and coffee. Yep. And for lunch, probably a grass-fed cheeseburger Yep. With, I don't know, maybe a half a bison or an IPA or something. Mm-hmm. Then for dinner, New York strip steak with a salad, crumbled blue cheese, and uh, crushed pepper with something like a stout or a porter. Yep. And then maybe, oh yeah, then like some nice whiskey and maybe for dessert, a sour beer.
1: Ooh. All right. Well. For my breakfast, I would have your traditional farmer's breakfast, uh, two slight, two pieces of sourdough toast, uh, eggs over easy, hash browns, bacon, sausage. Uh, and what I do with that is I just and, – and, did I say hash browns? And turn it into a giant sandwich and then eat it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I've, I've seen you do this. It's a bizarre move, but
2: I, I kind of like it. It's
1: really good. It's a way to it go. It turns everything into a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> exactly. You just put it all in the in the bread. That's why they give you the bread. Is that why? Yeah, uh, and then for lunch, I would have Aaron come to my house and make pulled pork sandwiches, <laughs> uh, and I put them on <laughs> Hawaiian really buns good. with uh, coleslaw and all oh, big beans. Ugh, oh, yummy! That's kind of that's a heavy lunch, but uh, and then but to make up for it, because for a dinner I would just have uh, good sushi, just have a light sushi, and then finish off the day with Jimmy Kimmel's late night snack flavor from Ben and Jerry's. It is. Potato chips covered in chocolate, and it's awesome. Mm. Oh, and for beers, I would have uh, Arrogant Bastard uh, and uh, Deschutes uh, Red Chair and WPA. Bam. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, we got a couple things. Oscar thoughts from Michael Coffey. Uh, I think the Oscars went as expected. I did have a, uh, Oscar Oscar ballot party at my house, and I won, so I felt very good about that. Uh, But I also whined, therefore proving the uh, immortal uh, (laughs) phrase, he who whines wins, because I was behind halfway through, and then I ended up winning after whining a lot. Uh, Do you have any Oscar thoughts, Jesse?
2: Uh, I didn't watch it, and I eh, it's not my cup of tea.
1: There is a thing. Everybody's up in arms uh, about what uh, Seth MacFarlane was doing, but I'm just saying, you guys hired Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, like if you didn't think he was gonna be Seth MacFarlane, you were yeah. sorely mistaken. He is yeah, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Family Guy? <laughs> yeah, if
2: you you're gonna get Family Guy at the Oscars, yeah. Family Guy is Seth MacFarlane.
1: He like right. He writes it, draws it, and does the voices. Right. So if you were expecting anything different, that's your own fault, really. Yeah. Uh, I heard they
2: showed like the picture of Scarlett Johansson that leaked. Is no, they didn't.
1: They just referred to it. Oh, there was a okay. there was a musical number called "I've uh, We Saw Your Bits." Yeah, I
2: heard about that.
1: Yeah, and they just referred to it.
2: Okay, uh,
1: and then finally from James Patterson, he says, uh, uh, "Topic: What would be the worst slash funniest movie Tim Burton could remake and Burtonize starring Johnny Depp? My vote is for a Clockwork Orange with Depp as Alex. And mm. I think I think he could actually do a pretty good job with Clockwork Orange. I think he could probably pull that off. Yeah."
2: Uh, I say saving Private Ryan.
1: <laughs> I love that. Josh Perigo says uh the worst would be Willy Wonka. Oh wait, he did. Although, Although a burdenized uh Pete's Dragon would actually be pretty cool. I think that would be really cool. Um, I think that an interesting slash terrible Tim Burton film would, would definitely have to be uh Transformers. Uh, it can't get much worse. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, so, uh, thanks everybody for writing in. We love it. Uh, Tony Blaise Serrano was saying that our episode one is not available, uh, but we sent him the link. So, if you want to listen to the first episode of Personal Arrogance, you can find it on our Facebook page. You can always go to our Facebook page, like us there. We have the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. We also have the Bald Move Facebook page. Guys, Bald Move Network is blowing up right now. Not only do you have Watching Dead, uh, you also have uh, all the wrap up stuff from uh, from the from the end of the season of of Downton Abbey with our new podcast upstairs downstairs up yours downstairs uh, we have uh, the Because Show a beautiful weekly show um, guys check it out and then watch and then the Nights Watch is coming up uh, to to cover all of your Game of Thrones stuff it's it's blowing up and not only do we have that but we also have the bald move Kindle Fire giveaway. So uh, you can go to baldmove.com slash contest for all the details. But basically all you do is you tweet about us, you Facebook about us. uh, You do anything that broadcasts any show from the Bald Move Network, from Personal Arrogance to to the Because Show, to all of our TV podcasts. Um, If you do anything that promotes us, even minutely, if you have one follower on Twitter and you tweet about us uh, and then just let us know about it at baldmove.com slash contest, you are entered into the Kindle Fire giveaway um, there, I think there's about three weeks left in this contest, and guess what, guys? We're really giving away a kiddo Fire to one of our listeners. So, um, all you got to do is get the word out, and uh, and we'll give you a little something, something. Possibly. You could win a real thing. You could win a real thing, a, a thing that I want. I've actually <laughs> thought about entering, but I don't think I'm eligible. Mm. Um, but uh, but you could do that. You can also uh, send us an email, personalarrogance at gmail dot com, or you can, as many people did this week. Leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. Guys, let's not just have Texas be the only state rep- representing this week. Let's get every state in the union calling in. Um, and then we'll just have a giant call-in show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, We also have a Twitter at Personal Podcast. Not Hero wanted us to mention that because he said our Twitter's dead. But Twitter's never dead. Uh, So anyway, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us, guys. Um, and now it's time to do some recommendations to call it a cash. Jesse, what's your first record this week? Uh,
2: my first recommendation is staying healthy guys. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's flu season. Uh, it can, it can knock you out.
1: It'll knock you on your butt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, watch out Careful. for that. My first recommendation this week is going to be, this is actually a holdover from a couple of weeks ago, but it's going to be rugby sevens. Jesse, do you know what rugby sevens is?
2: Yeah, I was actually just watching rugby on the internet the other day. Yeah. I was watching the uh seven, uh is it seven nations?
1: The seven nations. So was it rugby sevens or was it full rugby? Uh, I don't remember. So like rugby sevens you only have seven guys on one team and I think full rugby you have like I don't know 14. Right. Or
2: yeah, I was watching I was, maybe it's six nations. I was watching something else.
1: Yeah. Well, they just had the, they had the Rugby Sevens tournament here a couple of weeks ago in Las Vegas, and I, like, watched. It was all three days, uh, and it was broadcast on NBC, and I watched every day of it. It was just amazing. <laughs> it was so much fun to watch. Like, that is a game that is really fun to get into. And right now, when you're basically in the limbo of sports, uh, it's before baseball season starts, it's after football, there's not a lot going on, getting the Rugby Sevens. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, AFL starts here in a month. The, a- the Arena Football League? Uh, no, Aussie Rolls Football. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, is that fun as well? Uh, I, I actually prefer it to rugby. Why? It's
2: too, too complicated to get into right now. <laughs> it's a crazy sport.
1: All right. Uh, so Jesse, what's your recommendation?
2: Uh, there's a subreddit that's pretty interesting. It's r slash creepy pms. Okay, pms, but it's like plural pms for uh-huh. private messages. Yep, and it's basically just uh like people posting the creepy stuff that people send them on the internet. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot of cringe, cringy
1: stuff. A lot of cringy if stuff. If you enjoy
2: uh, Schadenfreude,
1: and if you ever get a creepy message, you could just send it on there. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, or do you they, could just
2: uh, create a whole podcast for it, like we did.
1: Do they put a? Uh, do they put
2: who it's actually from? No, that stuff's all blanked out. Yeah, no. that's still pretty creepy.
1: Um, oh, by the way, uh, so I was I was uh, pimping rugby sevens. Uh, Carlin Isles, he's uh, an American player who was a track athlete uh, in college, and he is, like the fastest guy in rugby sevens, and he's a ton of fun to watch, and he's 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 on the USA team. So cool. now's the now's the time to get into rugby sevens because we got like the fastest guy in the field running for the US. How do you watch that? Uh I think it's online.
2: I'll have to find that.
1: Yeah. It's the World Series. So they do one in so they did Australia, then they do one in Dubai, then they do one in South Africa and then New Zealand and then US was a couple of weeks ago. Then they have Hong Kong, Japan, Scotland and England. And
2: mm-hmm. they basically
1: fly to each of these countries like every 2 weeks and then do a tournament. <laughs> That's so crazy. um in March, Hong Kong tournament's coming up uh, the 22nd through the 24th. And then the Japan tournament is happening the 30th and the 31st of March. So even if you just want to follow it online, just do that. Um, right on. And then my segmentation is a couple of uh, Batman cartoons that are on Netflix that I watched this week. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I've been listening to Fat Man on Batman a lot. It's a Kevin Smith podcast about Batman. And uh got me to watch a couple animated series. Uh, not, they're not animated series, but they're animated uh movies on Netflix. Um, Under the Red Hood, and uh, and Batman Year One. They're both available on Netflix right now. And if you want to kill an hour and watch a pretty entertaining uh, Batman story, you can just go on there and do that right now. Jesse, sir, I think that's about it, man. Let's uh, wrap it up. Okay, uh, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this week's podcast, guys. We get a ton of feedback, and we always love it when you do that. Please keep that feedback coming. Um, the show is only better when all of you become a part of it. That's and true. Uh, and, Jesse, I'd like to remind you, and I'd like to remind the listener, that wherever you go... And whatever you do... Please... Stay, stay Arrogant. arrogant. Thank <laughs> you.